Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <sighs> Smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome in, welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Patrick Allen, along with Matt Verderam, who is live in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. Welcome in, everybody. Verderam, how's it going uh, over there? I know that Indiana is your favorite place. I might actually pass away before I get out of here. I have uh, I have put my body through hell um, in, the, in the sake of uh, getting news and getting stories and getting content and all the rest of it. And I am... I am feeling it. That said, I'll probably be out again until about four o'clock in the morning tonight. So uh, we're, we're hanging in there. I heard your voice. You sound better than you did on Stack in the Box this week. Uh, I couldn't a- talk this morning. Yeah, I literally couldn't talk to him. My wife called me because Maisie is home, of course, with my wife, and Maisie has strep throat. And so I was trying to talk to Maisie and could not speak. Like literally, I have to call them back later because it was uh, it was a long one. It was a long one, but here we are. <laughs> Obviously, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, and a, a bit of an announcement, most of you already know, coming up in, in, in just a little bit. Got some business to get through. We got some Chiefs talk, and we're going to talk Chiefs memories. I thought this was a good show to, to look back at some things and, and talk memories. So start thinking out there. We want to hear from you all about your favorite memories or some of your favorite memories as a Chiefs fan. And we'll have a period uh, coming up soon where we can talk about that as well. But first, we got to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Beer Company. KC Beer Co. is the largest locally owned brewery in Kansas City, and they're the only brewery in KC to focus on German beer styles. Actually brewing their beer according to the Bavarian Beer Purity Law of 1516 using only four ingredients, malt, hops, water, yeast. You know it's absolutely delicious, and it's an award-winning brewery. They got a terrific lineup of brews, so no matter what kind of beer you're into, Casey Beer Co. has a style for you. Look for the red Casey Beer Co. cartons in your local store and support the Arrowhead Attic podcast by supporting Casey Beer Co. Do us a favor and give at Casey Beer Co. a shout-out on Twitter. Let them know you heard about their beer on our podcast. Keep us in business and dare to beer different. Don't be a clown. Drink responsibly. 21 sure. and over. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, in the NFL world, not drinking responsibly, as, as we've been seeing here uh, at the Combine. So, so Verderam, what's going on out there, man? I mean, 
I know that you're working, going to the steakhouse and drinking cocktails and smoking cigars and chatting it, up. It's, it's working until like the 11th one. And right, point, yeah. it is just trying to survive <laughs> and get back to the hotel. But like, what's going on with the Chiefs out there, man? What, what have you heard from Veach? What have you heard from Andy Reid? What are some of the highlights for the audience out there? Yeah, I mean, look, I think, I think a lot of... You know, the conversation you all could see and hear uh, on Tuesday when Veach and Reed spoke. And Brett Veach is one of the more honest champs in the league. Like, he pretty much tells you what he's thinking. Um, you don't have to do a whole lot of reading between the lines, and he's not gonna he's not gonna throw up a bunch of smoke screens. They made it pretty clear, like they're interested in bringing Andrew Wiley back. Uh, they made it really clear that Orlando Brown is in their plans, and they want him back. And 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 I, I think they're gonna tag him, and then we'll see how it goes from there. Beyond that, I think it's a lot of it this week with the Chiefs is like, okay, what's going to happen with Chris Jones? You know, Veach talked about the fact they want to keep Chris Jones in Kansas City for many more years to come. What is that number going to look like? I've been doing some poking around on that. And I know Nate Taylor over at The Athletic, who does great work, said that, you know, might be the second highest uh, defensive tackle number in the league behind Aaron Donald. Talk people in the know around here. It might be, you know, it might be a little bit of a battle to see, like, how close is that to Aaron Donald, who makes $31 million a year? I don't think he's getting Aaron Donald money, but is he is he at 25? Is he at 28? You know, so so that I think is going to be kind of the battle back and forth between the two sides. And then Juju. There's legitimate interest here in Juju. So I think I think the Chiefs are interested, but I also think that they're gonna have competition. Um, it is a weak receiver market, and it's like him, Jacoby Myers, and Alan Lazard were the top three tight or top three receivers, excuse me. So you know, the Chiefs might have to fend off a couple of teams if they want to bring them back. And it'll be curious to see, you know, how far they want to go in that pursuit. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely a fascinating time of year for the Chiefs. They're in really good shape. But as you've noted, they've got some important decisions to make. And it's kind of weird, right? Because this is the time of year where coaches, they got to get up there, the, the GMs, they got to take the podium and and do their business for the NFL and, and, and help promote these events that they're having. And they're going to get asked these questions and they don't want to come off disingenuous. So they mean what they say, but that doesn't necessarily mean what they say is what they're going to do. I think an example is the GM over in Cincinnati talking about T Higgins. We're not moving off T Higgins, right? Well, if he was moving off T Higgins, he's not exactly going to get up there and be like, yeah, we're going to trade T Higgins, right? I mean, he knows he can say later, you know, we weren't, we had no plans to trade T. He's great, but we got a great offer and we had to do what we thought was best for the team in the future and blah, 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 blah. And T Higgins is playing for the Jets or something, right? So tell you what. Sometimes keeping it real can go wrong. And uh, Eric Costa found that out today. Oh, because God. I was right in front of him when he said that. And I regret not tweeting it out, but I was in the middle of tweeting something else out. And so yeah. I didn't want to get the quote wrong, like in real time. But I can tell you when he said, and I'm paraphrasing the quotes out there, you can watch the video. Like, if we drafted better, then we'd have better receivers. Everybody there made a noise. Like, whoa, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, you know who else made a noise? Rashad Bateman today on Twitter. Rashad Bateman. Was not pleased. So sometimes keeping it real can go very wrong. Yeah. That being said, I think for the most part, most of these GMs, they're tight to the vest, they're close to the vest. I mean, Brandon Bean of the Bills, he talked about the fact, it's like, look, we're going to be tight to the cap for the next two years. That's reality. And just to get under the cap, we're going to have to be able to push money down the road. So I think it really becomes interesting here. Like, what do you do uh, with some of these teams? And I do think for the Chiefs, you know, look, like a guy like Juju, like I said earlier, you're going to have to make a decision. Like, what is your you know, what is your stopping point? I, I do believe they're interested from, from talking to people around here. I also believe they have their price. And that's kind of typical of the way Brett Veach has done business. They typically don't go over a certain number. 
I'd be lying if I say I know exactly what that number is. Um, I would guess it's somewhere around 11-ish. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. And of course, look, a lot of this is, is guaranteed money and structure too, right? And that, that's all part of it. It's, uh, it's man, I, I, Ozzy Newsom's got to be shaking his head a little bit. Um, but that comment, uh, I mean, that's just a rough look. Um, yeah, so look, with the Chiefs, I mean, the good news is, is they're not a team that was like, we've got to take a home run swing. You know, the the Los Angeles Rams, fuck them picks approach. How's that know, going, by the way? Fuck the cap, right. Brett Veach is, you know, I'm sure it helped the Chiefs that they won a Super Bowl early in the Mahomes era because yeah. they kind of had that one under their belt. They're not desperate. And they're they're now like, okay, we can think long-term. And they've done a just credit to the whole front office staff and Brett Veach. What a great job of thinking ahead. And then you see them win a Super Bowl with that team that they just had and setting the standard for this is how we want to win in the future, which is we're going to pay a few stars strategically. And then we're going to make sure we have cap flexibility to make the changes that we need to make. I think yeah. it's brilliant because they know they have an all-time great. Not everybody has an all-time great. Credit Josh Allen, he's great. Is he going to be an all-time great? Maybe that remains to be seen. But right now, he's not. And other teams feel like they've got to, hey, man, you know, I could lose my job. I'm going I'm to pull the trigger, and I hope it works out. And it, it did in, in Los Angeles. It hasn't for Buffalo. And now Cincinnati's sitting there. And what decision are they going to make? Uh, their GM did not sound like he's a Brett Veach guy, kind of guy, but... That could all just be posturing. Look, you know what? I think, too, like guys are going to get cut. I mean, the Chargers have been pretty adamant all of a sudden now that that it's not going to be Keenan Allen getting cut, which, okay. I got to tell you, if it's not him, it's probably going to be Khalil Mack. But, okay, fair enough. I'll give you a guy to watch. Adam Thielen, the Vikings, mm -hmm. who need to save some space and need to invest in their defense and have their number one guy, right? So, you know, what about him? Yeah, he might be out there. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes. I think one thing that's important to remember, and we do this every offseason. It's Chiefs don't sign somebody in the first 20 minutes of free agency. It's okay. It's okay. They don't sign somebody for the first two days of free agency. It's okay. This offseason for the Chiefs is about retaining the guys that they have right now long term. Jones, Sneed, figuring out, you know, Gay and Brown and Wiley. Like, you just won the Super Bowl. That's way more important than going out and signing some you know second string running back to you know make sure that McKinnon and Pacheco I actually third string running back it's okay it's okay like I think it's important to realize like keep this team together and then just build up through the draft I mean that honestly that that's worked okay the last couple of years like stick with that for you yeah they've really rearranged things and they're in really great shape it's really exciting to see no need for them to make any kind of panic moves. And that is a great position to be in. Just keep 15 upright, keep Andy Reid yep. and uh, Travis Kelsey, and you're looking pretty good, Chris Jones. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sighs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. All right. So as you guys can see, uh, wow, Neil, uh, for the super chat, longtime listener follow up. Thanks for all the great content. Best of luck, Verterim, and his future endeavors. We will miss we will miss the halftime and post game shows. Share the joys and occasional frustrations. That's that's. Um, wonderful. So let's, let's, so Verram, we sort of like you, you tweeted this and, yeah. and you've talked about it on Sagging the Box. 
but, 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 you know, this says farewell show here. Can you kind of go ahead and explain what that, what that means to everybody and maybe talk some of these folks off the ledge as well? Yeah. Yeah. So look, Friday is my last day of fan sided. Um, I've been here for seven years and 11 months and I haven't loved it. I have absolutely loved it. And I will tell you genuinely that this has been my favorite part of being a fan sided. This podcast, along with Stack in the Box, it's, been so rewarding not only to be able to do this content but like to engage with everybody get to know people um you know and and really in some cases literally to know people when we went out to kansas city for our show in december i just ultimately like i think a lot of people in life you know it was one of those things where i felt like maybe it was it was the right time to to challenge myself and to do something just a little different and not not because i I wanted to get at but just because you know listen if you're in the same place for a long time, there becomes a comfort level. And sometimes you feel like, you know what, that's a great thing to have that comfort. And certainly I have the autonomy. I've had a fan side for so many years where everybody's always been so supportive and like, hey, you want to try this? Go for it. And God knows my earlier years at fan side, people were very patient, <laughs> you know, but yeah, man, I mean, I think it's just one of those things. Like I got an offer and I, I accepted it. And that being said, while stacking the box will continue with Sterling, and I don't know the exact plans with that, I am hoping to continue to be a, a frequent guest on the show. I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. I've got to talk with my, I guess, technically future employer um, and see if, if they're okay with me being a guest, but I would love to be. And that's the hope. I just don't know yet if that's going to come to fruition or not. But if, if it hasn't, if it won't come to fruition, I have loved doing this. And if it does come to fruition, then great. Uh, I won't be on on Sundays anymore uh, in that world, but I would still be able to come on, you know, during the weeks and whatnot. And that would be, uh, That'd be great. Well, look, man. Uh, yeah, it's been a hell of a run. It's been awesome. I hope that we get to keep you around a little bit. Um, you are a, obviously, you know, the 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 star of the show around here. Your football knowledge, your entertaining. It's been a it's been a pleasure getting to do this this show with you. I I remember when you know back in during the pandemic, you know, our our bosses here at Advanced Out Minute Media had me start working on an audio strategy. And I hadn't done a podcast since the last time I did the Arrowhead Attic podcast, which back then it was called AA Radio. And I'm talking circa yeah. 2010. And I thought, well, hell, if I'm going to be in charge of audio, I need to like get my shit together and learn what doing a podcast is like today. And that was why I I talked to you about maybe, hey, let's do the Arrowhead Attic podcast together. Like, it'll be fun. You know, we'll, we'll learn how to, you know, learn how to do this thing. And we just thought it'd be a fun way to, to talk about the Chiefs. And uh, we didn't, I did not expect that things to go this way. Uh, it, it went from being something that, that uh, I was working on because I wanted to bone up on the podcast stuff to something that is just an absolute pleasure and treat to get to do the community we've built. I, I never would have imagined in a million years we'd have been this successful. You were a big part of that. And uh, I thought it would be fun to, to, to look back at some stuff. And so I, I got, I queued up a little clip from, uh, so you and I started this podcast in September. Now the podcast existed. There were some other folks that were working on it, but, but this iteration, it uh, we started in September of uh, 2020, I believe it was. Yeah. 2019, yeah. maybe 2019. Richard may have the date. I don't know, but that was uh, 2020. It was right after they won Super Bowl. That's right, right. 2020. So I, I, I just wanted to, Richard. We've got a clip, and we wanted to just listen to that and play it for you guys. Here are the very first moments of the first Arrowhead Attic podcast back when it was just me and Matt Verderant. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? I am Patrick Allen, and welcome to the relaunch of the Arrowhead Addict podcast. I'm here with Matt Verderam. Uh, the Chiefs won. We're going to get to all that very, very uh, exciting and frustrating game. But uh, we just really want to start since uh, introductions seem to be in order here. Um, you know, who who the hell are we and what the hell are we doing here? Matt Verderam. 
So I have been a fan sided since 2015. I came over from SB Nation where I was on Arrowhead Pride for a while. And then I ran Arrowhead Attic for about two and a half years. And now I cover the NFL as a reporter and editor here at fansided.com, cover the whole league. But I grew up a Chiefs fan. Even though I grew up in New York, my old man kind of indoctrinated me when I was about five. And it was all misery until last year. So that was nice. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad to be doing this and kind of, you know, lean into really what got me into football in the first place. And that's Chiefs. So I'm, I'm excited to be on the podcast. I'm looking forward to doing it. A very, you know, uh, who are we? What the hell are we doing here? Uh, you, uh, we got the first, that was the first Verram old man mention in the history of the show. Little did we know eventually he would appear on the show. Um, what do you, yeah. what do you think and feel looking back at that, at the first day uh, yeah. in, in the beginning of the season? Pride. I mean, you know, I'm proud and, and, you know, listen, you were overly kind, but I mean, everybody here has had an equal role in doing this and, and everybody's put in the time, everybody's put in the work, everybody is, is, a, is their own unique voice. And that's what makes this podcast so much fun and makes it so interesting. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm reading the, the chat, which is, which is really, you know, overly, uh, overly uh, complimentary, but it's very nice. And look, the one thing I will say, because so many people have asked, um, you know, it's been a lot of like, well, you still do the cheese stuff. We still do cheese stuff. I don't want to step on any of our platforms toes, so I'm not going to talk about where I'm going. But I will say, look, if you want cheese stuff, and I'm not trying to like shill for myself, I'm just being honest. Like, I am on Twitter more often than I should be, and you don't have to do it by any means. But there's a, you know, there are people who super follow me. Some of you are in this chat right now, and that's a great way to speak. You know, in a small group, kind of a one-on-one. And while it's not exclusively Chiefs, like I think, I think there's like one Bills fan in there and everybody else is a Chiefs fan. So like, that's a good way to talk Chiefs um, because my next job, no, it is not exclusively Chiefs. Um, but I, you know, again, I'm not trying to like shill or like, hey, you should super follow me. But if you want to talk about the Chiefs, like that's that's uh, one of the ways we can do it. And also, like I said, hopefully I'll be a frequent guest here. And and so I won't just be like going the way of the Dodo bird. Yeah. But no, I mean, that the clip is, it's fun. Listen, I, there's, there's probably a lot of clips you went back and looked of things that were either fun or interesting or just flat out ridiculous you know so it's been great man i mean i was just talking to bj kissel over of uh, kcsn who i spent all the time with today on his show and we were talking about like all the different people we've had on this podcast whether it was chris jones just impromptu or yeah. brett veach or ch or pringle or travis kelsey um i'm sure i'm forgetting some in there like we've had we've been a lot of people like just cheese and then of course it's been up as well but it's been it's been a lot of fun and no, this yeah. is not the AA. It's just the end of Matt Verderham as an AA member, but AA is still going to be on as strong as ever. So don't worry about that. That brand, this brand, is not going anywhere. I, however, um, I have to, uh, to move on a little bit, but hopefully I'll be a frequent guest. Yeah. And, you know, I, I see some comments are like, hey, you know, fans had to pay Matt more. You know, uh, we would love to keep Matt. We are so thrilled f- for Matt, it, it, you know, as a head of content. I hired Matt and, uh, and he and I become friends and it's been a pleasure working with him, but this is a no brainer. Sometimes there's a move that it just makes sense for, for your career. I think this is a no brainer for Matt. I'm really excited for him to get to share with you whenever he's ready, where he's heading. And we've got lots, as, as, as you mentioned, we've got lots of friends in this industry and, and in the chief's kingdom in particular. And that's kind of, uh, kind of how we, we want to play it. Um, and, and, you know, keep, keep bringing you back you're still part of the AA crew, even if you're not on here. Uh, and yeah, you absolutely can, man. Of course. Yeah, I was just asking in the chat because I, I always feel like I shouldn't say where I'm going because I feel like that's disrespectful to fan side. Um, but like everybody's asking, I am, I'm going to Sports Illustrated. 
Um, I'm going to be one of the national writers over at Sports Illustrated, working uh, closely with Albert Breer and Connor Orr and Gilbert Manzano, who also Gilbert just got hired. And I'll be I'll be writing a lot, both online and in the magazine. And I'll be on their their podcast platform as well. But, you know, because, you know, this is brand new, I don't know exactly what, uh, you know, what the deal is. But again, I I'd, I'd, I'd certainly if there's a way to work, I'd love to come on as a as a as a frequent guest and, and be here and talk Chiefs. And like I said, if, you, if it's something you really want to do, um, you know, I do the Super Frawler stuff every week, too. And that that's a way to keep in touch and, and to have like a small circle. And it's not just like people screaming at each other on Twitter. It's a community of people that like we get to know each other and it's a few bucks a month. If you don't do it, that's fine. I don't blame you. I wouldn't pay a few bucks to talk to me either. Um, but uh, I'm hoping to listen. I, you know, first, first of all, I've seen people say my dad should take my spot. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. The man is ready and willing at a moment's notice. Yeah. Keep Alan and Verderam going strong. I'll tell you what, like my dad's excited for my move and my career and everything else. But I'll tell you, you know who's going to miss this podcast as much as anybody? My dad. And my dad, for the record, has already said to me, I just want you to know, I'm still going to listen to every one of those shows, even if you're not on it. I'm like, well, you should. You should. Yeah. Everybody should. It's a great show, and you're supporting the best people. And it, this is a, a phenomenal podcast. And just because one dope is leaving, it doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to the rest of the dopes. You should. You should. And, and you will, because it's a great podcast. Change is a part of life, but we're going to keep this baby going. Uh, so some surprises. We've got somebody stopping by here, Richard, if you want to allow them in. It's Matt Connor. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on? Yo, dude. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. My body's quitting on me from all the uh, Bacardi, but otherwise I'm fine. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Hanging it. I'm assuming you're having as much St. Elmo's as possible. At, uh, I had the shrimp cocktail the, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So um, we wanted to have some of the crew stop by. Wish you well, man. So the theme here is we're looking back at some of our favorite Chiefs memories, Matt, uh, and some of our favorite Arrowhead Addict, Verderam podcast memories. So I, I, I asked people to bring. So, so Matt Connor, what's your, what, what do you got for us, man? What, what's your favorite Chiefs memory and uh, what's your favorite uh, podcast memory? Hey, hey. Uh, let me, I'll just say this. I, I mean, I know you just asked me for specific questions, but hey, look, yeah. Matt Verderam and I go way back to SB Nation yeah. days. Look, yeah. a bunch of us were in, I mean, I, you know, I was like Joel's right hand at, at AP running things when he was on vacation. And then, and all of us were there. We had like an early podcast with Kissel. Seth was there. Matt was there. Patrick, you were there. Adam, Adam Best. I mean, so much of this comes out of like the early Arrowhead Pride days and, and all that. But then I was working as an assignment editor and uh, part NFL editor at SB Nation when we hired Matt Verderam to be on the news desk there. And I think he was like, I think you were just tasked with like cranking out whatever daily articles, you know, for uh, some hourly wage. The tour of California, bicycle results, uh, D2 basketball results on Saturday morning. Yeah, uh, yeah that was, uh, I was 20. One, I believe, when I started there. That was, you, that was interesting. Look, I, I say this to say I've seen Matt's career from when he was like this college age kid cranking out like just copy, just like learning the what Malcolm Gladwell would call the 10,000 hours, just like churning the hustle, learning the game. How do you write quickly? How do you write well? All that kind of thing. And then now, you know, I left for a while, went to work in the music industry, came back. And Matt, I remember in 2017, Matt was like, hey, you're looking for a job. How would you like to take over Arrowhead Addict and get back into the NFL, get back to the Chiefs? And then Patrick was there too. And obviously it was like, 
yeah, let's make this work. It's no surprise to me at all to see you moving on to this. I think you, you know, you could have had a hundred chances even like this before now. What succeeds in this business is excellence, distinct voices, accountability and transparency in your reporting. You just, you've got such a great personal style. I, I mean, not personal as in like, hugs like you hate anytime I've ever tried to hug you ever, but um, yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Hey man, you're, you're just great at what you do. And it's not, it's no surprise at all to see you fly and, and do some other things. I'm, I'm thrilled to, to see where you like how things go for you. And, and uh, it's been a lot of fun doing this. So when Patrick said, what's your favorite memory, even as a chiefs fan, I mean, I've been rooting for the chiefs since Christian Okoye was running the football on a regular basis. Yeah. But my favorite Chiefs memory may just be from a few months ago when I sat in a in a giant bar called Tanner's with you guys. Yeah. And just like and with this community, like everyone who's just so fun and like all these fans, all these Chiefs fans who listen to the podcast, who watch the, the streams, whatever it is. Um, it just felt like we've built a real community here. And so much of that is around Matt's expertise, the verterance, the personality. It's just so great. So, you know, I, I think when people say this is a big loss, I, they're right. Uh, it is. And, and, and they're not the only ones, the listeners who feel, we feel it. So um, yeah, man, you know, it, it's, uh, I, mean, I don't want to, I hate to see you go, but I'd love to watch you leave. Right. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to hop on and just say, hey, you know, part of my Chiefs fandom and the enjoyment of this team has been being a part of this team with you all. And uh, you're just great at what you do. It's been great to see develop over time. And and I think only great greater things are ahead. Well, that's that's uh, very kind. And you're right about the hugs. I'm, I'm even at family events. I just I, I can't do it. <laughs> um, I uh, no, listen, I, I, I mean, all that is so overly kind. You were you one of my first editors at SB Nation when I was, I'm sure, very challenging to edit. I was not an easy person to deal with early on in my career. I'm probably not that easy to deal with now. I certainly wasn't then. You know, I remember vividly, I was probably in the second year. I worked at SB Nation for three years, and I was probably in my second year there. I wanted them to give me a raise on the news desk because I felt like I deserved one. <laughs> I, I had no idea how to go about it. So I literally just started bitching about it right on the news desk Slack channel. I was like, this is bullshit. I, you know... I want, I, who do I have to talk to about this? And I won't say who it was, but somebody that's Asian was basically like, bro, shut up. <laughs> you know, like, and you know, I was like, ah, this, this is not right. It's not fair. And, you know, but looking back, I'm like, not only should they have not given me a raise, you give me a cut. But, you know, man, I think in anything, whether it's yourself, you, of course, you do a great job. And Arrowhead Addict's never been stronger. And it's about loving what you do. I mean, it truly is. Like, do you love what you do? Do you love what you do? And I, we've been talking actually about this here in India the last couple of days. With, you know, I've talked to colleagues and whatnot. Like, this is not a hard job. This is not a hard job. Like people are out there doing, you know, long haul trucking for a life. Okay. My dad did construction and he's doing it for 40 years, like literally breaking his back. There are teachers who have to deal with all kinds of stuff for pay that should be tripled. There, you know, I have a lot of family in law enforcement, like the stuff they have to deal with on a day in day out basis, stuff they have to see on a day in day out basis. I am a dope who writes about football and talks about football. This is not a hard job. Every time I get a paycheck, I can't believe it. So, look, like, to me, this is great. This is fun. This is not – I mean, yeah, is it work in the sense, like, you put in the time and the effort and you care? Absolutely. But how many people would trade to be in my shoes or your shoes or any of our shoes? Like, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. 
I'm so thankful for all the people who listen, who watch, who comment. Yeah, I mean, I this is not this is not hard, and I, I am thankful for all the people who have made it so much fun to do this. It's awesome, man. Matt Connor, we got to let you go. We got more guests coming. Oh, God. Thank you for uh, thank you for stopping by. I give uh, give Matt the the send off. Of course, we know it's not goodbye. Uh, you know, give my phone number, Connie. Just text yeah. me. Yeah. Appreciate you dropping in, buddy. See you, brother. Yep. See ya. All right. Uh, there's somebody else here. Uh, Richard has alerted me. Someone else has entered the green room. So let's let him in here. Oh, where's the mustache? <laughs> I was going to say you have a naked face. It's just like it's like uh, a, a baby. Let the twelve year old in here. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. Verderam, I'm going to miss you. And I got to start this with a fun story. I was just starting off in radio. I didn't know hardly anyone, right? I'm a, I'm a new kid on the block. And I get a nice little tip. Someone says, have Verderam on the show. And I go, all right, I'll have Matt Verderam on the show. It's I had him on. Yeah, yeah. You pretty much did before it even started. I, and uh, I have him on the show. I think things are going well. Uh, having a lot of fun with him. And then I make a pun. And I'm not just saying a normal pun. I'm talking a Matt Connor-esque type of pun. I'm expecting a reaction from him. And all I get in return is no. And I immediately think, well, great. This guy's never coming on the show ever again. Little do I know, about a year and a half later, we'd be doing a podcast together, but not just one podcast, two podcasts, Stack in the Box and Arrowhead Addict. Not only that, we're going to a Blink-182 concert together. I'll be staying with you up in Chicago. Yep. From what blossomed into a great friendship started off as a, I think this dude hates me. <laughs> that's what that's what Connor said, too. He was like, I thought Matt hated me. So there you yeah. go, Verderam. Listen, it's important to keep people guessing. You know, <laughs> if they think that you like him, then, you know, then they start to get comfortable. I, You know what? I don't know. Maybe that's part of my uh, maybe that's part of my my overall attitude toward life. I don't know. I'd like to think I'm a nice person, but maybe maybe I am a difficult person. You know what? I'm probably a combination. Um, <laughs> who was the person who gave you that tip? Was it Briscoe? It was Briscoe. I knew it was him. <laughs> you know, he and I, not to go off, on, but he and I did a spot on his old radio show uh, before he moved over to the one we does with Jason Asher now. And it was during the first month of the pandemic. Like everybody was like locked inside. There was nothing to do. And so we started talking. And there's nothing, like there's nothing to talk about. But he's like, just come on and fill a half hour with me. I'm like, all right, fine. We started talking about Applebee's and like club Applebee's. And then we start talking about like, if you go to Arby's and like what you order. And I, I, I'm telling you, it's the only interview this day I've ever done where we didn't talk about football for five seconds. We just talked about fast food and like how, how many times you have to eat it to have a heart attack. And it's the only time I've ever gotten off the, the, the spot and actually went back and like listened to it. Because I was like, that actually, like, I, first of all, I hope I didn't say anything get me fired. Second of all, it could be pretty fun. So I'm glad Briscoe was able to get you to have me on. But hey, man, listen, I enjoy talking to anybody who knows what they're talking about, who respects the game, who's interested in it. Like, I will not talk to people in this industry who I feel like they don't love sports. It's a waste of my time. Like, to me, you're filling up a seat that somebody else could have and, frankly, that should have. Like, I... I can't stand when I'm in Indy and somebody's like, oh, guys, oh, you know, I'm so sick of this. I want to get home. I'm like, bro, you've been here for six hours. Your job is a joke. Everybody's job. Are you kidding me? Like, this isn't that hard. Yeah, I miss my wife. I miss my kids. Don't get me wrong. I want to go home and see my wife and kids. But, like, this is not hard. 
walking down to the convention center. Hey, Brett, what do you think about Orlando Brown Jr.? Well, you know, let me tell you what I think about Orlando Brown Jr. Okay, right, and then I write 500 words. This I'm not exactly paving roads outside in the rain, in the heat. And I've always respected you strongly for the fact that you know what you're talking about. You you love sports. You do it in a professional way, but you also do it in an interesting way. And not many people can do that. And you also can take a joke because God knows I have said many of them toward you. And you've always taken them with grace and with class. So um, just like Matt Connor, I'm not going to let you guys act like you're never going to talk to me again. I'm going to see you in probably even before that. I'd probably be at the draft. And then you're staying over for the Blink-182 concert. And you have my number. You know where to find me. So, yeah. also, I appreciate all you guys coming on. This is flattering, um, but it, it's been amazing working with all you guys. And, and yeah, even stacking the box here after after Karma Band. Who, by the way, I have seen that no good son of a bitch. He's been out <laughs> about in Chicago. I've run into him left and right. Made a comment about my shoes this morning. And uh, you know, listen, I'm going to find him tonight, and I'm I'm going to buy him a drink, and then I'm going to disparage him for 20 minutes. But uh, he he's around. He's around. It's, it's the right. ultimate power move. Buy him a drink and then kick his ass. That, that's yeah, a power move from kind of crap about him to his coworkers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> Sterling, did you bring with you a, a favorite Arrowhead Attic podcast memory? Oh man. There I would say just the Verderams. I think in general, one of my favorite moments has to be the last moment I had with the Verderam on stacking the box. So, and the reason why is we get into all this stuff of we're talking, having a lot of fun. We're, we're kind of saying our goodbyes. We're, we're, we're live time saying Stack in the Box is going to go on. Verderam in his uh, older age now becoming soft. And he finishes it, though, by letting everyone know his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. He finishes his nice little um, just great speech with, but you know who I'm sick of? Aaron bleeping Rodgers. Who cares? He went eight and nine. And I thought no better way for Verderam to end a show than by going off on a Verder rant. I thought that was just spectacular. Amazing. Absolutely right. amazing. Favorite. Do you have a favorite Chiefs memory, Sterling? We got a few minutes left. Talk a little bit of Chiefs. Uh, has there been a moment that stands out to you in, in your Chiefs fandom as we're, we're having kind of a looking back episode today that you're, whenever you think about it, you're like, I mean, that was, that was tops for me. Yeah, for me, the first moment that really got me into the Chiefs was when I went to a game with my dad. It was extremely cold, which I feel like that's the majority of Chiefs games. But I was I was young and we were walking down to our seats. And as we get down there, Dante Hall returns the kickoff for a touchdown. Me being, I don't know, nine years old, I think, okay, so this is football. This is what the Chiefs do. This happens every time Dante Hall touches the rock. I'm hooked. I'm in. I I don't even know what happened in that game. I have no idea if the Chiefs won, but that one moment stood out and really got me into loving football, watching the Chiefs, loving Dante Hall, actually above my shoulder of a Dante Hall signed baseball. My mom met him, and uh, she didn't have anything on, on her besides a baseball for some reason, which of course you carry around baseballs. And it's like the whole, you know, you're not going to not get Randy Jackson's signature. You're not going to not get Dante Hall's signature. So he signed a baseball. That moment really stood out for me as being the one that got me into Kansas City Chiefs football. It's it's awesome, man. And we were just talking about the with, with Matt Connor before you hopped on, like the the community of of Chiefs fans, of like particularly Chiefs media, that has grown out of the the early days. You were probably still in diapers, but back then, oh, when yeah. some of the rest of us were were working uh, for a living, you know, in the early blogging days, and 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 how many people now we all sort of know each other and, and get along, and how uh, 
uh, just a quick story. I was with one of our colleagues here at Fansided. We were having a, an end of the meeting sort of thing. We were talking about our favorite jerseys. And he sent us all uh, a, a video of him when he was like 13 getting a Spurs jersey, his first jersey. And I was like, it was just so cool to see people who, you know, we were all kids at one point. Uh, Sterling still was a kid. You know, getting getting really interested in sports and then being able to turn that into a career uh, and to join the business and to be, you know, maybe we all can't be out there catching passes from Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, but we, we get to work in the industry and engage in our passion in a way that maybe other fans don't get to. And it's just really cool to see uh, how it's all come together. And so when you hear stories like that, you think, boy, how many kids out there right now were watching that Super Bowl and we're watching Patrick Mahomes gut out through that ankle injury and go on that run. And now, you know, they'll, maybe they'll be our colleagues in 15 years. You know, it's really, uh, it's really a special thing uh, that we do here. And as Verderam said, it's not, it's not hard. It can be hard work, but it's, it's not hard in that way. Yeah. It, um, it's one of those situations where for me, I grew up loving the NBA. I thought, oh yeah, I'm going pro. No chance I don't go pro. Uh, and then I realized I'm 5'10". Yeah. I'm not going pro. I, 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 I ain't getting up there. So yeah. what did I do? I, I worked. I worked hard. I've been around sports my whole life. Ended up working for the 76ers for three years. Wanted to come back. Always been a massive Chiefs fan and Royals, but just Chiefs in general. And so for me, this is just a dream come true because you would wake up every morning as a kid, turn on the TV, watch SportsCenter. Then you would not just do that. I would read the paper. You know me. I'm, I'm 28 going on 82. You can read? Come on. I would read the physical newspaper every day, just front to back, always a sports page. And that really got me into loving sports. I mean, you, there's been a plethora of incredible writers right here in Kansas City. And that was the big thing was the Kansas City star. That was massive for me growing up. Yeah, yeah, same. Sterling, we got we to gotta keep this train moving, man. Thank you so much for, for hopping on, talking Chiefs with us, talking Verderam with us. And uh, uh, we'll be seeing you. We'll be seeing you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Verderam, I'll talk to you soon, man. For sure. Thanks, dude. By the way, I've seen a lot of people say like their favorite, I don't know, uh, Verderant or whatever you want yeah. to be. It was yeah. my Russell Wilson thing. And I will tell people a funny story. I actually had an agent come up to me, um, this is the senior bowl, and said, I just wanted you to know that a friend of mine sent that video to me and was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Check this out. Not knowing that the agent knew me. And the agent watched it and then it was like, He's like, I, I hadn't seen it. I, I busted out laughing. I was texting my buddy back. I'm like, yeah, actually, I know that guy. Like, I'm not surprised. So it was, Amazing. That, that thing has made its rounds. That thing is uh, become, I've had multiple people reach out to me over that video. So I'm glad people enjoyed it. The funny thing was I was dying of the flu. That, and I did that basically on, on like a Theraflu high. So I'm glad yep. it worked out uh, the way it did. And it, and it wasn't uh, me just like screaming and drooling into a cup. One of the hardest I've ever laughed. Uh, we got another guest, but before we get to that, I got to let you know, if you want to support this Arrowhead Attic podcast, keep us going, help us find a replacement for Vertebram. <laughs> Check out our friends at DraftKings. We've got a great deal over there. If you uh, if you bet $5, you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your Moneyline bet wins, so you just got to use the code Arrowhead over at DraftKings. Um, you can you can find links. You can go to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets. 
It's a minimum $5 deposit wager uh, on any pregame money line required. New customers only, 21 plus. You're going to be present in Kansas. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas. You can see the full terms at DraftKings.com or in the description below this video. Whenever you guys do that, it supports the podcast. It helps us get more resources so we can continue to invest, grow the show, bring in new hosts, bring in, do more live events, all the stuff that you guys have been enjoying. So thank you so much for that. Um, let's get to our next guest, Richard. Uh, it's the founder, co-founder of Arrowhead Attic. Without What's going whom, on, guys? None of them. <laughs> Someone guessed uh, Chris Jones, and I'm sorry to disappoint. I'm about uh, 130 pounds shy of, of Chris and about four inches. <laughs> I didn't reach out to Chris Jones. I should have. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. I, he, let's be honest. He doesn't even remember being on here. No, no, no chance in hell. Yeah, yeah. He was in a COVID fog at that point. Um, so Adam, we're obviously in a ver- cat's out of the bag. Verram's going to Sports Illustrated. We're super happy for him. Um, we're going to keep him around a little bit, hopefully, as long as everything works out. So he's not going to be completely gone, but he won't be a fan-sided employee anymore. I won't be able to threaten him with with being fired anymore and now he can now he can it's never stopped him from giving me his a piece of his mind before but now he can really cut loose on me on the show without any fear of retribution uh but we're talking a little bit about some of our favorite chiefs memories and some of our favorite uh aerohadatic podcast vertoran memories so do do you have any did you bring any did you do your homework yeah i've got two i mean my first was i've heard vertorans before but being on the air with matt for that colts loss where where the chiefs just had no business losing to such an inferior team. And when you look back on the season, it's even more maddening because they lost two games, including the playoffs, other than that game. They lost to the Bengals on the road, uh, totally understandable. And then they lost to Buffalo, which came down to the wire at home. But then that that game against the Colts just didn't make any sense. And Matt just went off. And, and being on the air with them was just, that was just great. My other favorite memory with Matt was getting to do a show with him recently because he and I had never done a show together. And I actually had the pleasure, the privilege of interviewing Matt when I used to work with Fansided. And and I've just seen him grow from someone who kind of came in the door and had all this ability. And you've just, you know, you've just realized it all. So it's been a pleasure to just experience that journey uh, kind of from afar, but also firsthand. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. you were the first person interviewed me in fan side. I remember. Um, and, you know, listen, I, I told Patrick this, I told Jack this, it's true. I mean, you guys give me this opportunity to change my life because I would never have moved to Chicago without it. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have my two girls. You know, who knows? I, I, I got this job offered to me, fan side, the same day I got accepted into the master's program to become a teacher. And I had to make a choice. Did I want to go to the master's program or did I want to do this? And my dad said, you can always go back to school. You will regret it forever if you don't take that job. And I listened to him. And so I'm eternally grateful. I remember when I got here, <laughs> the first office we had, oh, yeah. it was the size of a broom closet. Yep. I remember I opened the door and thought to myself, am I at least six months or a year? Because I, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to shake out. Man. I remember just looking around. We had like lawn furniture basically. And now like this. But you know what? It was Ikea. We had Ikea. Yeah. $800 budget. Uh, Those were lean times. I just remember thinking we have to just work as hard as we can to continue to improve our opportunities. And and we did. We moved from that office to another office, to to an office that unfortunately was short-lived because of COVID. But that office, I I will never forget walking to that office and and thinking back immediately to that broom closet on Lincoln Avenue. Yep. And thinking like, I can't, like, I'm, I'm a very small part of it, but I'm so proud that like we've gotten to this point because it was, I mean, that office is beautiful. 
I remember we had like the little, we had like a food station. Yeah. You know, I remember I was like, I, I was basically going diabetic because I kept stopping buying it Reese's Pieces and Skittles and whatever the hell else. But yeah, the Lucky um, Charms, the cereal. Oh my God. It was unbelievable. Yeah. We had yeah. a podcast yeah. studio. We had phone booths. I mean, it was not, and it was to think about, you know, in, in, a, in a lifetime, you know, if you're lucky enough, you know, five, six years is, is not a long time, especially in a company's time frame. Like it's just not, it's a blip, especially when you're starting up. To get to that point, to be on the on the top level of a, of a building in downtown Chicago that was that beautiful, I mean, that was awesome. And uh, no, I'm forever grateful for the job and forever grateful for the opportunity. I hope I was able to repay it back with, with the work I did over the years. Man, the door might have been open for you, but you ran through it, so... Yeah, I, I, I see a lot of people rightfully saying the fan side had saved the children from me being. I was thinking teacher. about that. My God, I like that's as, right. As somebody who has that's a hell of a right. lot of respect for you, but also knew you at that time in your life, uh, I'm not saying I was, I was far from perfect as well, but <laughs> I imagine you walking into a classroom back then. I don't know, man. I don't know. You might be in prison. Right? I, <laughs> I was, I was going to be a high school history teacher, and I wanted yeah. to coach. I, I got a minor in coaching in college. So I want to, I was like, if I don't do this, I love history. So I want to teach U.S. history. And I want to be, I'm like, I'll do that. And my, my whole thing was like, look, I'll get, I'll get tenure and then I'll get a pension and I'll just coach. And like, that'll kind of be fun. And then, you know, I can, I can work with, you know, high schools. I could never do, I could never work with like uh, grade school because I always figured like, I don't have the patience. I do not. And now that I'm a, a parent of two children, I, I do not have the patience. Like two test me. Like I can't even imagine 25. The high school kid, I always looked at, I always thought to myself, which is wrong because I couldn't do that. Now I always figured I could be, hey, you know, Johnny, shut up, sit down, shut up. We're talking about, you know, the, the constitution or whatever. It's probably a very good thing I didn't become a teacher. It's probably a very, very good thing I didn't get involved. So good. Thank God for the kids. I, I stayed, stayed far away from school uh, because I think I probably would have ended up just screaming at a bunch of children. So not great. Yeah. You, uh, you can't wear shorts to, to school either, you know? It's a shame. You can go down there to Mobile and and put on a polo and shorts and and do your thing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No. I, it's yeah. Me as a teacher. Listen, I'll tell you right now. My life path would have been doing this, being a high school history teacher, or probably being a police officer. It would have been one of those three things based on, on people I knew and everything else. And again, probably best I do this. Probably, been, I would have absolutely been the cop who pulled somebody over for going like forty-eight to forty-five because the Chiefs lost. And I was having a bad day. Yeah. I would have been like, "Listen, you're getting a ticket." And then if there's any more arguments, it would have, we would have found something else. You know, a little, little, you know, hey, maybe you, your tail lights out. You're getting that ticket too, just for the hell of it. Just because, just because Mahomes threw a pick late. I remember a story of you. I can't remember what game it was. The Chiefs were losing, and it was, and you went and you drove to the McDonald's across from the office <laughs> yeah, my and you were sitting in the parking lot. And I think you were listening to the game and you were eating a McFlurry. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Uh, that was 2016. It was that crazy Sunday night game against Denver where they, they, they won because Santos at the time was the kicker and he hit the upright and it banked in it went yeah. up in mile high. And they, I couldn't take Philip Gaines anymore. I just couldn't take it anymore. I saw all I could handle. And at that point, being that eight was a little bit different than it is now with Alex Smith and, and Patrick Mahomes. So I just, I just could. He, he got burnt for like the fifth time in the game. I said, "Yeah, hell with this. I can't, I'm done. I'm taking a night. Like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drive around." I wasn't, I wasn't actively trying to go to McDonald's, but what happened was I was driving and I was a little low on gas. And I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna have to get gas." And then I saw McDonald's. I'm like, "You know what? Maybe I'll go there." And I checked my phone just to see if the if the Chiefs had any shot of coming back. And they were they were in like the red zone. So I was all right. 
now I got to pull over. So I just pulled into the McDonald's and I listened on my phone on the radio. I got my little NFL app, whatever. They tied the game and it was going overtime and there was a break in the action. I was like, now I'm nervous. I went, I did. I got like a McFlurry, like an idiot. And I sat in the parking lot and I, and then I got, I, I don't know how I did. I guess through the app, I got the game on my phone to watch it. I'm watching the whole overtime and the kick went up and it's drifting toward the upright. And then my dad called me and the video cut out. And I was like, what the hell? So I, I, I'm like, what, what? And he's like, what do you mean? What they won? Like they won it, hit the upright and it went. So I was like, yeah, I, that was my name. I went back my wife. I didn't have any kids at the time. My wife was sitting there waiting for me. She's like, you're an idiot. You really are an idiot. Like you, you got all bent out of shape. They still won the game. Like you should have just sat there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So yes, that is a true story. That is a sad, but a true story. It's a, it's a, it's a classic. There are so many more. Adam, you know, as the co-founder of Arrowhead Addict, I mean, the original, the original, but like there was, you guys did AA radio, I think even before me there, it, it existed in some form because the lo- the logo existed. And yeah. then I picked it up and I did a few episodes. Of AA, and actually, you know, one of the things that caused me to, to start this podcast back up is I found, I was, I, I was going through an old computer and I found an old clip of me doing like a five minute AA radio recap of a Chiefs game and the Chiefs had won and I'm talking about like Matt Castle was a sensational and like oh and I was like that sounded pretty good maybe maybe I should get into this again so what is it like for you looking back on you know early days back when you started the, the site in 2007 and Harm as you called him Harm Edwards uh what was the coach and like I mean what's it like looking back and seeing now like kind of what the site has become what fan size has become what this podcast has become yeah it's been a long journey I mean, 15 years is a lifetime. I've changed, Fansided changed, Arrowhead Addict has changed, but really seeing it become what it has and, and seeing you guys all grow up, the site grow, and also the Chiefs become what they have. Uh, I mean, back then we just dreamed of, I want to see a Super Bowl before I die. Yeah. I want my dad to see another Super Bowl before he dies. And I want to experience that with my brother. That's kind of where this started and I, I really like that everybody at the site is close and there's this camaraderie because it really started out of my brother and I having this shared passion for the Chiefs and all those similar to Matt, my whole life, my dad has just gone off on the phone to me about the Chiefs. We've just like, I don't know how many hours we've spent having the same conversations about the same team. I mean, if we counted them, it would probably be hum- humiliating for me because we just, it, it's just too much. But that's been the story of my life. And for this to be part of my life's work and to see so many people build it up beyond wherever I thought was possible has been super special. It's awesome, man. Adam, we got to let you go. We got to keep this train rolling. Uh, thank you for so What's that? <laughs> no, just a couple, just a couple more things. Um, but uh, appreciate you coming on and wishing Vertoram well. Thanks for starting the website and giving us all jobs and all that. Um, <laughs> That was, uh, that was a good idea. Yes, thank you. That was, that was <laughs> you created a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. Yeah, you so, guys uh, created a lot of opportunities for yourself. So yeah, I appreciate you, brother. We'll, we'll talk right. soon. Uh, thanks right. for coming on. Take it easy, guys. Yep. Congrats, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, all right. So it's my turn now. So yeah. favorite, favorite, you know, there's been so many. And for people who maybe came on, like the, the podcast really blew up when we got onto YouTube. And that was, and, and shout out to, to Hunter and our video team, they they were the ones who were like, "Hey, let's get this thing on YouTube." Let's, but you know, Matt and I did this for for a whole year, basically September to August, 
uh, that first year was just just us behind the microphones. And, you know, we didn't know, like not very many people listened to the show and it took a while for it to gain momentum. And I remember when we got like, you know, a thousand downloads in a week and we were like, holy shit, like this is this yeah. is the thing. This thing's yeah. taken off and we couldn't see any of you. And it was just, it, it was um, the only interaction that we had with the audience was when we would get a review on Apple Podcasts. And that's why we always joke like about about Clint and how important our guy Clint, our PR manager, was to the early success of the show because Clint was one of the first listeners to take the leap when we were begging for people to leave reviews for us, leave us a five star review, leave us a written review, and he took the leap. And not only did he take the leap, he kept he kept coming back and updating his review and giving and it and it helped us attract other people to do the same. And uh, we really just didn't know how many of you were out there. And then, you know, some more reviews started coming in. And it wasn't until we got into YouTube that things really took off. But I'll remember, uh, I'll always remember uh, one of my favorite moments. And it's kind of weird <clears throat> to talk about it now. But, you know, it was after the Super Bowl, uh, after they lost the Super Bowl. And, you know, I know everybody was going through a, a tough time. That was a tough time with COVID and the lockdowns and people were losing their jobs. And there was a lot of fear and fighting on social media and it was isolating and you didn't know what to think or what to, who to believe and you know but we had this podcast that we were doing and again it was there was no video at that point and, and my wife and I we were living in, in Wisconsin so we were selling our condo and it was very cold up there and it was very isolated which made it even worse you know a small town and then the Chiefs were in that Super Bowl and and it was a it was a bright spot for me during all that that we were doing this podcast I really enjoyed it and you and I saw each other, of course, because we would turn on the Zoom, but we weren't yeah, filming it. Right. So after that Super Bowl when they lost, it was just such a miserable feeling. I know you all know this. Chiefs got hammered. And the last thing that either one of us wanted to do, I think, Matt, was get on and do a fucking podcast about it and talk about it. We just wanted to like keep drinking ourselves stupid and go to bed. Um, and we were about to go on and we, we, we chat about the game for a second. And I said, you know... And remember, this it wasn't live. We we uploaded it. I edited it and we uploaded it back then. And I remember I said to you, like, hey, let's um let's try to I was like, I, I, we both feel shitty. And I was like, I bet I don't know how many people listen to this show, but I bet they also feel really horrible, you know, about this. It just it just hurts. We we live and die with this team. We really care about them. And I said, let's try to take a different approach and 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 kind of make everybody feel a little bit better. We'll talk about the game, but we'll try to make everybody feel better. And we did an episode, and I think it it's one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done to this day. And after we recorded it, I started getting DMs from people on Twitter and not a ton, but like it was the first time where people reached out beyond like a review on Apple, you know, and they were like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that like your episode after the Super Bowl really helped me because I was feeling really down and it really helped me feel better. Uh, and the approach that you guys took. And, uh, and I thought, man, what we're doing here, we're just, you know, we're talking about the Chiefs, but right. people are people are going through a rough time, and um, I think that was really the first time I realized that what we were doing here was. It, that's where it really started to become special to me, and uh, and to see the results of that. And then we started hearing more and more from people as as time has gone on. So yeah, that's that's one of my favorite memories. I'm sure you remember that night and that podcast as well. I do, I do remember. I recorded from my parents' house. I was in New York. You know, I think that's probably my favorite thing about doing this podcast and about covering sports in general, because, you know, we live in a really interesting time in history. We live in a time where I, 
I think maybe people of a certain age or even would agree, or maybe they wouldn't. But I, I, I feel like it, we live in a time very similar to the late 60s and early 70s when there's a lot of division in the country. And of course, you know, back then it was mostly about you know, Vietnam, should they be in it, should they not be in it, and so on and so forth. And right now it's more down about party lines, which of course also factor to Vietnam. But what I'm saying is, you know, it's so hard for everybody to like just be civil with each other and agree on anything. It's impossible. Like we're all living on like different sets of facts. It feels like these days doing this podcast, everybody puts all that shit aside. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal, if you're white, if you're black, if you're Catholic, if you're Jewish, none of it matters. If you're American, if you're, if you're from another country, like nobody cares. And by the way, that goes for people who aren't just Chiefs fans. We've had, we have, you know, Action Jackson's on all times a Bills fan, right? We've had other fans who've come on and been really engaging and really interesting. And they've been every bit as valuable uh, members of the community as anybody else. I think I just, I love being able to come on here or stack in the box and be able to just talk about something. And we all maybe even, obviously not everybody's going to agree with me all the time. and, and, And that's a good thing. But you're able to share an opinion and like you may disagree, but you leave it at that. It doesn't become some kind of like personal attack or just going after the other person. I honestly, I think that is other than just being able to get together and, and talk every week. I think that's my favorite part of it. It's like, it feels like it art model. We used to own the Browns and the Ravens long. There's a, there's an NFL films uh, video called 75 seasons. It's on YouTube. It's my favorite thing. The NFL film ever put together. At the end of it, he said, Pro football is the best social common denominator the world's ever known. And I believe that. Like, it brings people together. You can disagree. Hey, you can want to sign this guy. I don't want to sign that guy. I'd rather sign this guy. I want to trade for that guy. Whatever. But, like, everybody can get along. And I know that sounds, like, really hokey. But in a day and age where nobody gets along, and God forbid you say something somebody else doesn't agree with, then it turns into a big thing. I love the fact that I can come on here and, and, and say something or in some cases yell about something. And people can be like, yeah, man, I'm with you. Or like, no, you're a moron. But it's cool. Like, we can disagree on that and go to the next thing. I respect the hell out of that. And I really enjoy that. And I, I you know, hope to have that at my next stop as well. But this is a special community. And um, I will miss doing that as often as I do here. Because that is something that really is almost restoring my faith in humanity on a day-in, day-out basis. <laughs> yeah, you said it, man. And it's hard to do something over and over and over again and find ways to keep it fresh. And, you know, I, we've been doing this podcast every week. I mean, there's been weeks one of us wasn't on it, but like by and large, yeah. you and I have been doing this podcast at least once a week since September of 2020. Yeah. And here we are, it is 2023. And man, we went from just audio only to the real, the culmination, I think for me was the, the live event at Tanner. Yeah. Yes. You know, when you work on something, you you, you often uh, if you're if you're a builder, right? You're build. We're working on a house, or you're building on a woodworking project. Like you see it, it's there. And yep. to go to Tanner's and see all of our friends, not all of them, but many of them, and and people brought us gifts, and we're asking to take pictures oh, with us. Yeah. I mean, it was so overwhelming. And um, you know the 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 whole process. But you know, I I talk, <laughs> I probably talked to you about as much as I talked to to some of my best friends from 
from back home, you know, life gets in the way. And so we've had this regular sort of appointment to just sit down and bullshit and talk Chiefs football. And it was really nice because we, we lost that when they closed the office. And uh, there wasn't, there wasn't, we weren't able to have those conversations that we were having before. And so this is just really, it's been a pleasure for me. You know, I started out as a content creator and, and then I moved into an executive role at Fansided. And there were a number of years there that I, I wasn't really creating content. I, I didn't have a creative outlet. The, the original passion, I love what I do, but the original passion of why I got into this what was the Chiefs and, and creating Chiefs content and building a community on Arrowhead Attic. And to be able to do this podcast again, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. And, uh, and to be able to help build it to, to the point where we have this great community and, uh, you know, Sterling and Matt Connor and, and Adam, bringing Adam back, like, you know, yeah. we, that, <clears throat> that, is, that is awesome. And uh, I think, it, you know, it, my life wouldn't have been the last couple of years as much fun uh, going and covering the Super Bowl with you. Um, you know, yeah. my first Super Bowl, like get, getting to do some of these things that uh, aren't the core function of my job has, has just been really meaningful. And uh, I know it's going to continue on. And then just getting to root you on, man. Like, um, obviously, I, I'm, I'm somebody who's believed in your talent for for a long time. And whether it was, you know, bringing you in to write for us or encouraging you to make ridiculous videos in the office and to telling you to show Carm how to make faster videos and, you know, all that stuff like back in the day. Uh, and then yeah. to this podcast, I'm just so happy for you that you've gotten this really cool opportunity. You know, as I said earlier, before you, you announced who it was, it's, it's sports illustrated. We used to work with sports illustrated. We used to be owned by sports illustrated. And yeah. we know a lot of people over there. It's just awesome. It's an awesome opportunity for you. And the thing about fan-sided, uh, Adam and Zach feel this way, and, and I do as well. I've been here long enough to see people come and go, is we want the fan-siders that come through here to succeed, either here or elsewhere. Uh, and there's been people, we've got people at NBC and, and CBS, and we've got people who have wrote fan-sided who are working for teams and analytics departments. It's so awesome. Uh, and it just started because two brothers wanted to be a little bit closer and share their passion for something. Um, and so I, I'm just thrilled for you. I hope we can get you back someday, steal you back from those guys. But even if we can't, uh, I know it's, it's, it's a lifelong friendship that we've built and to see the impact that it's had on your life and your family. You know, I remember you coming back into the office and saying, I met this girl and she was incredible, you know, and then, you know, I'm yeah. getting married and I'm having a baby and I like bringing, bringing Maisie into the office. And, you know, and then uh, the podcast. Yeah. And then the podcast and watching her watching her march in when we do the show, you know, the, the podcast is going to go on. We're going to continue to thrive. We're going to keep you around if we can. Uh, and, uh, but it won't it, it won't ever be exactly the same as it's been from the beginning up to this point. And that is both awesome and a little bit heartbreaking. So. Um, I just wanted to say how much I appreciated working with you as a colleague. I was your boss for many years, but uh, I just have a lot of admiration and respect for you. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, I want to say thank you to you for, for, for what you've given me back working on this podcast uh, over these last few years. Well, listen, man, that's very nice and very kind. And I, you know, you're right. I mean, it's been a lot of lifelong friends with yourself and you know, people like Josh Hill, who people who listen to Stag in the Box from the beginning will know who Josh is and his work behind the scenes. And guys like Carm, who I, I see and, and bust his chops on a daily basis down here in Indianapolis. I think in life, if you're fortunate, you'll have a few people who believe in you and who give you an opportunity. And it's your responsibility to take that opportunity and do the best you can with it. 
And I am far from perfect, um, personally and professionally. But I can honestly say I've always just I've always tried to be the best version of myself that I can be. But but that doesn't happen without a lot of people on the way. You guys, and by you guys, I mean yourself and, and Adam and Zach Best, really had no reason to believe in me the way you did in the beginning. I mean, I was coming out of SB Nation where I was a part-time employee there. You know, I was, I was a contractor, um, you know, and I, I didn't have – I mean, I, I had worked full-time at a newspaper for a few years before that covering hockey, but, like, I, I didn't have any, like, major chops. It wasn't like I was coming in there with some big name. I don't think I had a 1,000 followers on Twitter. Like, in – you know, you had to you had to be patient with me when I was 26 years old, and it, I mean, God, some of the people who watch this podcast, you you think I'm interesting on the podcast? You should see me in the office. I was 26 and 27. To see that, th- thank God that uh, the company was understanding. But it was, you know, I mean, you grow up and you learn. And I, I mean, I I'm not anywhere near the same person, nor the same employee, or the writer, or whatever you want to say that I was when I was that age. You know, fan sided patience with me was a huge portion. In reality, man, like, yes, I'm the one leaving. I'm the one taking the, the new job. But none of this happens without people like yourself and, and people like Joel Thorman at SB Nation, who you know well and who's reached out for the, I, you know, I hadn't talked to Joel in a long time. Not because we had a falling out. I, I love Joel. I just hadn't talked to him. He reached out. And um, anybody who has any measure of success, however small mine is, like, it's not one person's success. That byline that I have is held up by dozens of people in my life who have believed in me. My parents, when I was 25 and literally like, like I said, going back to school and my, you know, my parents, like, don't quit, believe in yourself, keep working. And I was, I was working at the time, three part-time writing gigs. Like nobody does anything in life by themselves. And if they do, God bless them. They're a stronger person than I am. And, and certain, I shouldn't say no, because certainly there are some, but I, most most things in life are accomplished as a team. And this is no different. This is no different. So while I am incredibly grateful to yourself, to all the people watching, uh, listening, who have reached out over the course of the week after I announced I was leaving, um, listen, I am incredibly humbled and grateful. But the reality of it is, yeah, sure, I'm the one moving on. But that is a team effort. I've been surrounded by incredible people my entire life that have helped me and believed in me. And man, I wish everybody had that fortune because so many people, unfortunately in life, do not have that kind of support. They don't have that ability to, to, to lean on people around them. I always have. Um, and uh, Fansided will always have a champion in me because I believe in the company. I believe in the people. When you support Fansided and support our addict, you're supporting the best people. You really are. And uh, I hope that people continue to realize that and I know they will because people are going to keep watching this podcast because they should. Uh, it's great. It's great work. Um, and like I said, hopefully we can work it out where I can, I can be a guest on the pod and come on and, and, and still bother people and still annoy them with my takes. And I look forward to having the opportunity to hopefully do that. Amen to that. Uh, I got one more person I want to bring on. Somebody who is, uh, you know, is on almost every show uh, just behind the scenes. And that's our producer, Richard Durante. Um Richard, what's up, brother? What's up, uh, guys? Yeah, he's cra- is that a white crack? What is that? Nope. It's actually, this is the only cold drink I have in the fridge. It's a 12% tiki rum Mai Tai. So <laughs> F my life, right? So like nice. cheers, Matt. Yeah. Mm. Cheers, brother. Um, Richard, of course, this show doesn't happen without 
without Richard and without our producers and our production team really helped us take things to the next level to get these two ugly mugs on a, on a, (laughs) on a YouTube channel. I remember the first time we said, uh, you know, we're, we're sorry, but now we're on YouTube and you can see us both for the good for the good and the bad. And Richard has been uh, with some of our other producers helping out, but Richard has been the guy behind the scenes with us along the way. He takes so much time to um, to edit up our content, yep. you know, it, 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 with with such care. Whenever I get to listen to the audio version, I always try to check in to see how we're hearing, you know, how we sound and stuff. Richard adds these little flourishes, these little flares. He cleans things up for us. He doesn't have to do that, but he's got a certain standard, and he makes us all look and sound better. Um, and you know, this thing doesn't happen without him. So we, we could not say goodbye to Matt without without bringing the. You're like the I don't know, is it like the fifth Beatle? The you know the <laughs> the hidden cast member I couldn't do it without Richard. So, uh, Richard, did you bring along uh, some favorite memories? Well, I'm going to speak for the chat. Obviously, we've got a lot of good memories for the, the actual podcast. You know, we've got all the Verderans, especially the Russell Wilson one. That one, I wasn't sure if if we were going to have to like cut cut the feed or something. Like, I was like, is this slander? I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure. But that was amazing. Uh, also, the, I think we had the one live show where we actually got to watch the game. And I, I want to say Matt was muted the whole time because for, for good reason. And I kept thinking, also, we're probably going to get in trouble there if somebody can read his lips. And he says something a little a little spicy. But um, I don't have like a really funny anecdote. I just want to say like the first time I came into the office, the Chicago Uptown office, I didn't really know a lot of people. I didn't know anyone, didn't know the crew, didn't know their their temperaments, I guess you could say. And uh, I was editing about like 30 to 50 videos a day. We'd have hosts like Mark Carmen come up. They bring their little script for the 50 videos they'd shoot. And then uh, and that's usually how it would go. But when Matt would come up, you know, football expert and all, you know, he'd be like, what are we doing today? Uh, best QBs on each team. And he would just get up. He would sip his bottle of Mountain Dew. And without any script, he would go through five best QBs for each team, all 32 teams in one standup. And I would sit there and go, who the hell is this guy? Like, <laughs> how does anyone have all that information in their brain? And I just was like, I, I guess that's just who this guy is. He's just a, a human, just a Wikipedia for football. So it was always impressive to, to watch him flourish and and show off his skills. And to this day, Matt's a football expert. He's a football god in my book. So, <laughs> so the football god. The football god, yeah. Thanks, um, Matt. I, listen, it has been a pleasure to work with you, Richard, and become friends with you over the years. And um, Nobody works harder than Nobody. I mean, you don't get the, the, the glory of it all because the, the two ugliest people on, on the screen right now are the ones that are uh, doing all this stuff. On, but listen, none of this works without you, man. None of it works without Hunter Armour, who is who's the head of video for us and has been supportive. You know, Sean, oh, absolutely. Believe me, I'm getting there. Sean Daly, Mike Zach. Okay. Yep. You're yep. talking about the best team you could ask for. I mean, people who make us look good, make us look better, are always around. I mean, let me tell you something, guys. Look, for Patrick and I, we're Chiefs fans. It gets easy enough to watch a Sunday night game and then do the show. And it's a late night. You know how late of a night of it is as it is for Richard or for Sean or for Zach when we're doing these things, man, and they got to cut all this stuff up and edit it after the game. And then, by the way, work Monday morning. Like, come right back and do it. Like, for me, whatever, right? Like, it's Sundays. It's the NFL. That is that is the epitome of my job description. But, man, Richard, I can't thank you enough for all the, all the time and the effort you put in, not just here, stacking the box, all the other videos we did. I mean, man, you want to talk about memories. Remember that Uptown Office? You remember that how we used to have the, the TV on the stand on that on that pole, right? 
And every once in a while, the, the damn thing wouldn't tighten right. You'd be in the middle of a video and you just see a TV like, mm. <laughs> you hold it, hold it. You got go yeah. out there, tighten it back up. And then you'd be trying to, I can't tell you, and for people, maybe it's over some people says, maybe it's not, how many times myself or Carm or, or Jasmine Miner, who was with us, cut, cutting videos, right? Or, or Kayla Kinnearum, how many times we would go to do a video, we, we'd be like through like three of them, four of them, be like, and then somebody would yell out, either you or Hunter, say, is there a card in? Is there a memory card in? You'd say, nope, doing them all over again. You know, or you'd, or you'd start doing it like the TV, like you'd, you'd finish them, but the TV was like tilted in the frame. Yeah. This company has come a long way. And uh, a lot of it is due to the work that nobody sees except for the people in that office. I will, uh, I will always miss the orange extension cord. Oh, that uh, thing. Every oh, time that mm-hmm. thing popped out, we'd get yelled at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never did get a hang on hiding that damn thing. It's okay though. It's such a classic, you know, this is one of those things that it's, it's, uh, it's a little bittersweet that, like I said, things are going to change a little bit. Um, but that's okay. Change is good. And this is a good, this is a good changes that are happening, uh, for Matt show, you know, um, we'll, we'll take a hit for a little bit, uh, without having as much program, but you know, we wouldn't be here, uh, without the team effort. And it's, it's, uh, it's for you guys, you know, you guys in the chat who've been hanging out this whole time, like leaving these comments during the show that was more about us than it was about the chiefs. We appreciate you. You guys are the the core, the core people who keep this thing going. And we're going to rely on you uh, as we move forward to, to, to keep bringing you great chiefs content. The chiefs are going to keep winning. And as um, I, I'll say that, you know, Verderam, you're, you're fond of quoting this from, from the office when, you know, when Andy says in the last episode, you know, uh, I wish they, wish they told you, you know, you knew when the glory days were, you know, because they're, they're happening right now. And we, we say that sometimes in relation to the Chiefs. And I feel like I've known really the last year that we've been working on the podcast. And I'm like, man, this is special. Like this is what we've got going here is special. Enjoy it. You know, take every moment in. And uh, it's been awesome. So um, we got to. We got to get out of here, guys. We got to go. The man's the man's got work to do in Indy. He's got uh, cocktails to to drink. I will be back on Thursday. We'll see who is here with me. Um, it's it's uh, it's going to be an adventure. I hope to see you all. Uh, hope you all don't. And to Matt Verderam fan page out there in the in the chat, if you're if you are indeed the person behind the Patrick Allen fan page, which we have not seen in a long time, it's time to fire that baby back up. It is. <laughs> That's right. Hey, listen, you know what? You guys all have to come back and keep doing this because, hey, again, I'm hoping to be a frequent guest here, okay, which which would be which would be awesome. No matter what, I'm going to pop into these chats at times. I'm going to pop into the chat as just a, as a viewer, and I am going to absolutely slander whoever is hosting these podcasts. So um, yeah. you can't you can't go away. You can't. This is this podcast is a lot bigger than uh, a, a dope with a New York action. So I'll stick with it. This is usually my job, but I think it is only fitting, Verram, that you send us out this uh, this time. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, thank you, everybody. Thanks for watching this show. Thanks for watching the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, sponsored by the Kansas City Beer Company. And as Patrick Allen would say, until next time, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.